Hello, hello, hello. What up, what up? Welcome to The Plot Strikes Back. We are here today to talk about, I'm just going to say it, one of the best war films ever made. Yeah, man. I would put it up there top two for sure, maybe. Yeah, definitely for me. Yeah, I would say maybe top three, top five. I really have to look, like list a couple other ones, obviously. But w- when did this movie come out? By the way, what year? Because uh, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Okay, so wow, yeah. Oh god, almost ten years. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I haven't seen this movie since it came out, so I really didn't remember all that much about it. Same, actually. This is a great movie. Yeah, it is definitely one of those films that makes you feel a certain way when you yeah. when you look back on on things, even just. I think there's things that could be a little relevant even to this day, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But before we dive in, go ahead and give us a follow on on Twitter. Well, X. Or X, yeah, however you want to call it. At this point, honestly, it's whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because X just doesn't stick. It doesn't seem to stick. Is it because X going to give it to you? Going to give it to you? R.I.P. All right, yeah. But, you know, so you can find us at at plot strikes back no the there's no the because you have a character limit elon give me like three more characters actually i think i was able to fit th so like give me like one more character limit and i could put the in there yeah i mean maybe i'm gonna tag him and 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 see if he responds if he does huge that'd be big you know maybe you can come on elon and talk about one of your favorite movies oh dude that'd be amazing that'd be lit anyways yes um follow us on back we are starting to do more YouTube shorts, reactions, reviews. So you can also find us on, on YouTube. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta expand, as it were. And yeah, we appreciate it. Obviously, all the shares, yeah. stuff like that. Spread the word. So back to Fury, which is the movie we're talking about. Yes, it is. So Fury has. I think has a really good following behind it. It was written and directed by David Ayer. Who is underrated. I would like to point out. Yeah. Well, to me, he's not under, well to the world. He is. Yeah. I'd say to, I think a lot of people that know of his movies, because number one, I'm just going to quickly go through his filmography. U571 was the very first movie he did right in 2000. Yeah. Followed by Training Day Dude. and The Fast and the Furious, which, granted, he, he I, The wrote, first one? Yes, the well, first I did, one. I didn't... I, that was a good one. And that was the one that, that actually kicked it all off. He, he, yep. wrote, he wrote all his movies, so he didn't direct them, but that's the thing. He wrote great movies that had such an impact, especially Training Day. You know, we'll, we'll have to do that one at some point, too. Oh, but. I haven't seen that movie in 10 plus years, but yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's I mean... classic. And I remember seeing Fast and Furious and getting all in the cars and stuff like that and... You know, anyway, moving on, uh, SWAT, SWAT, Harsh Times, Street Kings, End of Watch, Sabotage, Fury, Suicide Squad. Well, the first Suicide Squad. Well, that, you know, that wasn't well, this movie, but yeah. right. It was the, it was the studio's movie that was, um, a bunch of doo-doo and yeah. he even said he has the David Ayer cut, uh, which has not been released and probably we will never get released, which is a tragedy because I would have liked to have seen his cut because Steppenwolf and he wrote more and, Joker and yeah. Parademons and God, what could have been? He wrote and directed More that. Batman. Yeah. You know what movie I also liked that he, he didn't write this one, but I remember watching it because I think it was one of like the very first original like Netflix movies it was called Bright. Oh yeah. With Will Smith. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Wow. Very interesting. I always wanted a sequel. Never got it. Never got it. Yeah. So, okay. But uh, The Tax Collector, I didn't see that Ooh. movie. Man, let movie. me tell you, man. Shia LaBeouf is I, underrated. You told me about that movie, I think, and I have not seen it. <sighs> I, I, need, I need to see it. Maybe we'll review it one day. That'd be a good one. And, and his latest movie, The Beekeeper with uh, Jason Statham, I have not seen that yet. I haven't seen but, it yet. Um, I've, heard, I've heard decent things about it. He's... Pretty so with that, it blows my mind that people think he's. I 
it's it's maybe not that they don't think it. It's just they don't think of him when right. they think of a good. Right, when you're you talking know, about oh, who's done what, and obviously it's like, oh, well, Scorsese, oh, we're Spielberg, oh, well, you know, Nolan. It's like, hey, hey, guys, I've created a lot of um, about David Ayer. Yeah, good movies. That I'm sure everyone's like, oh yeah, that's right, you did do that. Sorry. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. He was also in the uh, Navy, I think. He was actually yes, he was. Um, he served in the United States Navy in the late 80s, I think it was. So uh, we appreciate his service here in the United States. Hell yeah. And um, yeah, very, uh, very just, I think he's done a lot for the uh, film industry, you know? I agree. I think all of his movies have been pretty, like, there's always like that maybe action-y side of, of it, even with like Fast and the Furious, you know? I mean, Trading Day has got action in it. But some are more, uh, have a little bit more drama than others. But um, as we divulge into Fury, it's got a pretty awesome cast. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. It's loaded. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> starting with the top, you've got Brad Pitt. You've got Shia LaBeouf. You've got um, Logan Lerman, Michael Benya, mm-hmm. John Bernthal, Jason Isaacs, and Scott Eastwood. Like, and... It's even though this movie is just over two hours long, I think it's what's the actual runtime? Two fifteen, like, I believe. Yeah, it it moves pretty quick, but also makes you feel like it's like it's long. I think because of what's happening. It's, yeah, it's for sure the pacing. You know, and I and I love the like the intro of it where it's they're like, here's the here's the font coming up on the screen. Here's the setting, and and yeah, like you know when it says like there's a tank battle and, and German tanks, German Germany had superior tanks 100%. then now even, even Putin said that like the United, the United States tanks right now, like one of our tanks could take out a whole squadron. It's, it's, it's nuts how far yeah. like our, our machinery has come along and not to really kind of get into that, but it's, it's the um, German tiger tanks that yep. were just so far advanced at the time. I mean, a lot of German. They're huge. Yeah. I mean, you think about a lot of German engineering at that time was so well thought out, so well constructed. I mean, look at the roads. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, it's just crazy. <laughs> I, I wish our roads here in America were, all, were a hell of a lot better. That's for sure. We got potholes all over the damn place and don't know where our taxes are going. Anyway, um, it, it's crazy just to think about what, what we had in certain stances. I mean, I think obviously the United States had a great Navy during world war two yep. for what it was. And, 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 um, you know, I'm watching masters of the air right now, which is, which takes place in, uh, world war two with the bombers, with the precision bombing. And, but you just think about the other, other movies that we've done, like Dunkirk and, yep. you know, um, uh, saving private Ryan, right? Like there's just these examples that show, what Germany had and like granted the United States helped win the war, but it wasn't easy. And I think that's what this movie helps convey, you know, because it takes place in April, 1945 yep. and you've got, um, you know, Brad Pitt's character, which dude, I, I forgot what some of their names were like their, their nicknames. Yep. But cause I had subtitles on and I, it was coming up and I'm like, wait, his name was War Daddy. Yep. Like, and then, which is a little, uh, might be borderline offensive, is John Bernthal's character. Because they, uh, they call him, I think uh, Shia's character calls him Grady by his first name. Grady. But, he, but his, his nickname is Coonass. Yep. And I'm like, uh... That's interesting. Yep. Like, and then you have uh, Shia LaBeouf's, which was uh, Bible. Bible. Yep. Because he he was the uh, he was like the he preacher. Was like a preacher. Yep. 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 And then, and then uh, Pena's was Pena's was um, Gordo. Gordo. Yep. And then Machine was Machine Logan. was um, Logan Lerman's. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and then obviously no one else really had nicknames. They were just sort of obviously mentioned as as to who was who. 
Um, <clears throat> but, you know, Brad, like, and obviously it starts off, they're a bit of a pickle. They've got to go back and get, you know, a new guy. The uh, assistant uh, gunner. Yep. Yes. And, you know, that's, you know, to me, that's really where things start to kind of get shaken up a little bit with just the realization to how Norman has to understand the whole setting. Like when, when Brad Pitt's character, I guess we'll just call him War Daddy, even though it sounds weird saying it. His his first name's Don. Well, um, mostly everybody, everybody on Fury calls him Don. Yeah. Everybody outside of that. Yeah. Calls so him we'll just call him Don. <clears throat> but so when, when Don first approaches Norman, right? He's like, how long have you been in the army, son? Eight weeks. Eight weeks. You can tell, by the way, he was so pissed off that oh, this yeah. kid got assigned because he, I mean, that's just. Brad Pitt being Brad, a great actor, but like you can tell he's like, I don't want this kid, you know, to be a part of this, what we're about to do. Also, War's brutal. Also, real quick, would you consider um, Inglorious Bastards a World War II film? It's under that umbrella, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a Western too. Sure, yeah. Because I was going to say this makes the second movie that Brad Pitt's done in a World War II setting. Yeah. That's so, not it, is it? What's that? Yeah. Uh, oh, is is that it? I think that is. It might. I'm pretty sure it is. I think so. Benjamin Button's more uh, World War One. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, anyways, yes. He, the kid shows up. Oh, they just sent me over here. I'm your new assistant gunner. And he's pissed off. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, it's just, it sucks because. You know, as you realize, like later on, when he he gets pissed off, like Norman gets pissed off because like I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here, like I quit. Well, yeah. So one of the one of the interesting things, I, you know, um, right before that happens, there's an SS Nazi prisoner that I thought was kind of funny when Pick is like, "Oh, you, oh, you need, uh, you need, you need someone to interrogate him. I'll interrogate him." He said, what's your favorite color? Is, yeah, do you like fat girls? And then obviously like, there's like a little bit of a, a scuffle and it's uh, um, Boyd, Shia's character that is like, yo, there's a bunch of MPs here. Like, calm down, calm down, you know? And later on when they have to leave on their route, you know, they're, they've got tanks in a line and the first tank gets ambushed. Yep, by some kid. By, by, yeah, by some Nazi kid or whatever. There's a fire in part of the tank. And then I think his name was Parker that popped up on the, yeah, it's, that's, uh, it was like Lieutenant Parker. I think it was, he was on, on fire. And like, he says, he yells out father and then takes out his gun and shoots himself in the head. I mean, you can see his face literally melting. He's on fire. It's brutal. I was gonna say, like, I made a note of that, like, that those like that scene right there is so just also well done just like the like the actual i don't know like the makeup or the whatever effects that they were using because it looked it looked real man yeah you know and and then obviously don is blaming norman for he saw the kid yeah first you saw him you didn't you didn't kill him and now you know, the tank's dead. We've got people dead and our squad. Like this, this falls on you, yep. you know? Um, and you know, I, I, I have to say, I think Shia LaBeouf's character, it's probably my, he's my favorite. favorite. Yeah. Dude, he was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Like great, great acting, but just, you know, obviously you could feel the sense of, of war from his perspective. And I feel like, if I'm in war, I'm probably going to be acting. I, I feel like I, I personally would would be more like him, but also I would probably have my my moments where I would kind of be a little little mixed. Well, shit, man, it's war. That's what I'm saying. Like, cool, and I'll you know I'll, I'll get to that in a second too. Like, a, like another example where 
so then Don makes Norman shoot this Nazi soldier that they found. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he doesn't want to do it. But then to the point where Don literally is like grabbing him, like wrestling him from behind almost, and basically puts the gun in his hand and makes him fire the and gun pull the trigger. and pull the trigger yep. and, and kills the soldier. And then, and then Norman's just like shook, you know? And, and I thought about it cause you know, he, that's where he was saying like, like kill me. I, I can't do this. I, I can't be here. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yep. And he's like, do you think this is to make my conscience clean or whatever? And you know, it's like, I thought about that moment, you know, cause I'm like, do you blame him for how he feels when he's probably like, what's this 18 year old kid? You know, he looks super young, yep. maybe 20, yeah, you know, cause at that time they were just pulling kids. Oh, you're, Oh, Hey, you're uh you're 18. Boom. In the yep. army. In, you know, we're, we're fighting a war soldier. Get your ass in there, <sighs> you know? And, and so dude, I, I, th- I thought about like, how uh if if we actually had a significant war right now how many people would be just like that who are 18 years old probably so many you know what i'm saying like and it it's it's honestly like disturbing and that's i think at that point you really kind of see where the separation is between who who can cut it and who can't cut it yep and obviously there's going to be both and you know i don't blame the kid for feeling that way because you know it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, breaking that level, breaking that seal. I was going to use a more provocative term, but I chose not to. <laughs> but, you know, it's like now you've got this on your conscious, but it's so, this something gets said at, uh, later on, um, I think, by boy who's talking about like doing God's work sort of thing. And like I have some thoughts on that later, too, but they continue onward. And they're I love I love some of like like the cinematic type shots when there's like, a lot when you go in like to the countryside, just uh, and then you see like from the perspective where like there's a bunch like a, a couple uh, who they were German citizens that were being um, hanged. Yep, and they had signs, and he was like, "What does that say?" And and uh, says, I, uh, "I'm a coward and refuse to fight." Yep, and again that that got me thinking too because it's like you've got to have a level of just wickedness in you to do that to your it's like you're to your own people People. you know because it's like like you're gonna have people that are crazy enough to fight for you which the nazis did for hitler but then you're gonna have plenty of people that are like i don't believe in this cause you know and it's like saying you know imagine if any any country right now were like hey we're there's there's a world you know another world war and and doing that right now like the way the world you know, I say works, but the way the world is viewed now, I mean, you know, people would be like, that's extremely outlandish and, you know, could be, um, I don't think that would be considered a war crime, but it would definitely be some sort of, I can't, I can't think of the term right now, but it would definitely be, be something along the lines of like, you know, you're killing your own citizens just because they won't abide by your lunacy. Well, um, it's pretty crazy to think about one, how that was actually a real thing, but yeah. also the flip side of that was they were having just old, like 60, 70, 80 year old people join the army kids, you know, teenagers yeah. joining the army as well. Yeah. Um, and like there's that scene at some point in this movie where they have to cut through a town and clear it Yeah, and then they clear it. And um, all the all the Nazis surrender, and they're kids, mostly all kids. Kids. I think they even say like, "There's like freaking kids in here." Yep, there's nothing but kids. It's like, dude. And then the crazy thing too that I thought about watching it is, you know, what would have happened if they decided to fire a shell into that building, and it's like, oh, you just killed a bunch of kids. But it's like they had no way of knowing, and it's like at that point, I, I. Again, it's really hard to kind of legitimately think and put yourself in that situation because you know you're literally right here in front of me, and we're we're just talking about it in in hypotheticals. But to just even try to imagine what it would be like, it's like I would 
I would still feel something, some sort of like guilt behind it. But I would also, I feel like it would also anger me more because it's like, and, 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 and then hate, you know, Hitler and his regime even more because you you were the one that you're the one that did this. Well, there's that scene whenever, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Machine. Oh, um, Norman. Norman. Yeah. Whenever Norman doesn't pull the trigger, ends up resulting in that you know, the the guy killing himself while he's on fire. Yeah, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brad Pitt, uh, Don ends up getting out in the woods and killing the Nazis, and then he goes out there to to confirm that they're dead and they're all kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's when Michael Pena's character Gordo. He's like, you shoot him twice. He's like, why? And goes to make sure they don't they don't come up behind you and shoot you in the back. Double tap, baby. That's a that's a Double zombie tap. land uh, zombie land rule right there. Yep. You know. Bop, bop. But also just to make sure that the Nazis are dead Nazi. Well, yeah, like it's like because if you shoot them once and they're not they're not dead, and you shoot them again, they're probably going to wince or scream or something like that or move, and then you know they weren't dead; they were just biding time or you know, bluffing. Right. So it's crazy. And I think one of the most wholesome parts in this whole movie, which is kind of, I want to say like right around the halfway point is when they get to that town and that's where Norman and Don go up to like Don sees a woman in the window. And so they go up to the window and, you know, he tells them like, you're gonna make dinner for us, basically. Yeah, you're yeah. making food for us. You got you got food. Cool, make us dinner. Yep. And lunch. by the way, get me some hot water so I can shave. Yeah. Right. And where he's like, you better take her in that room before I do. Yep. Which I was like, ah, oh, man, Don, really, bro? Like, come on, come man. on, man. That's 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 uncool. That's. <sighs> but there was. It seemed to be a wholesome. Right. Moment, that's what I'm saying. Like, you it, know. So like, you've got two people that are like at the same age and. You know, and uh, Emma, she, uh, the the younger, um, the cousin, the, yeah, she, kind of just seemingly kind of went with it, and, and it's almost like, and I think the, and the reason why was because like the piano, right? Like you know, like yep. Norman's playing the piano, and then she starts singing along with it, and you know, it's again, it's a very wholesome moment because it's it's sort of like even in this time of war you've got two different people that can find some sort of common ground and that and that's music and i think that's why so many people love music and 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 i think you know music is one of the greatest things ever invented you know ever ever created in this entire universe and like i don't know if music exists anywhere else in this entire universe but if it does then you're lucky yeah you know and yeah there may be (laughs) there may be a uh, another form of life that's listening to our podcast, um, you know, 300 light years away. I don't know when they're going to get this though, but <laughs> if you have, <laughs> you know, make sure to make follow sh- us on, on X and Twitter, you yeah. know, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. T- tune on whatever radio frequency. Or give us a weird to. movie to watch. That'd be cool. You suddenly listen to this movie. What? <laughs> I can't tell where I got subtitles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Give me subtitles. Can you, can you translate this to English real quick? Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, uh, that'd be legend. Yeah, and but the part that kind of stopped it all right was when, and I and I kind of forgot this part too was when they they're looking and they stop and I thought it was I was like oh yeah doesn't Don do something here, and he's got his back to them and his whole, his back's whole like back burnt. is like yeah it's like he's got burn scars all over his back, you know and it's just it's horrifying yeah but you think about man this guy has been through it because he's like. Yeah, certified Nazis in in uh, Africa. In Africa, and then I forgot where he said next. Africa, France, Fran- Denmark, yeah. now yes. German. Yeah, Germany. So, it's gonna end soon, but yeah. some more people gotta die first. Yeah, and yeah, he he was right. Yep, he was certainly right, and you know that was kind of where it got. Well, they had their whole excuse me, they had their their wholesome moment, but that's when it got little. Little awkward at the dinner table, yeah. Because then you know you got Void and and Grady. Gordo and Grady. They all they all Hate come Grady. up, 
Yeah, like, dude, I, lo- I love John Bernthal, and man, he played that role so well. All of them. I mean, all of them did so good. Like, dude, like Michael Pena, he comes up with a little like hat on his head. Yep, the top hat. <laughs> the top hat. I think he's carrying a cane too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, hey, I got, we got a guy, and he's like, it's like, well, she's not a whore, but you know what I mean, and <laughs> and and he's like, oh, were we too late? And then he's like, don't don't touch her. And I was like, oh, what are you gonna do? What are so you gonna do? Dick. And then, but that's but the Don steps in. He's like, don't touch her. And I'm like, and and it's interesting, right? Because in spite of what's happening, and in spite of what Don thinks or may have thought about Norman at first, he's. I think he's also kind of seeing more of like this young and innocent being uh wake up a little bit well yeah you're in a war yeah it's like it's just it's starting to you know be um open yeah like it's it's starting to open up like it's it's like kind of i I don't want to use the term blossoming because it's not pretty it's just sort of like unfolding yeah exactly it's unfolding into this unraveling yeah unraveling like like that word into like this is reality it's not pretty. Well, because before they go to the um, the the house with the girls, they go into where the Nazi officers were. Yep. And he's like, what happened? He's like, they knew we were coming. Yep. So they drank themselves to death pretty much. and Or they drank themselves. Yep. And then at sunrise, they shot themselves. Yeah, which is... And, and what was the expression he used? Um, He said something. Because it was like a mic drop moment. Oh yeah, what was that? Damn! But he says something, basically explaining the point of war. Yes. And then they leave, and then they find the house. Yes. And get their, get their dinner and their, uh, shave and whatnot. Yeah, and and then they start telling the story. I think it was Gordo that Pena's character that was telling this story, right? Yep. Like, yeah, we showed up on the beach after normally, like right after you know, and there's all this you know, cars and tanks and everything just, you know, blown to hell and stuff like that. And obviously just painting a very, very negative picture. Yep. And it's sort of like, you've got these two, you know, German women that are, that are there and probably have heard through the grapevine of what's happened and are literally in the middle of it. Right. And so it's, it's tense. It's, it's awkward. And, you know, afterward, that's when, I think Don says, well, yeah, this is a, a wonderful table. table." Uh, yeah, because they started talking about killing horses. Oh, that's right. He goes, you know what the best way to kill a horse is? Like you pet it, and then like, you just shoot it like, you know, right in the through, spine. Through the spine. I'm like, Jesus. Horrific. That is just awful to, to envision. You know, speaking of... But I wonder if that's actually what they did. I'm sure it probably is, which well, is extremely sad. If not, then also gruesome. Speaking of um, painting a picture, there's a lot of just brutal, like, war in this movie. So, for oh, example, yeah. whenever, um, oh, God, I forget his name. Gordo, not Gordo. Um, Which actor? The freaking kid. Norman. Norman. <laughs> Norman, dude. <laughs> when Norman gets first gets to the tank... You know, they shake him down and they interrogate him pretty much. And then they make him clean up the former dead person yes. in the tank. Yes. And there is a piece of his face yes. on the ground that just looks like a sheet of paper. Yeah. Like it was just blown to smithereens. Utterly, utterly brutal. Yeah. And then there was another scene where the tank is just driving on the path and it just drives over this contorted, squished German soldier. Yep. And it's just oh, f- brutal. And, and honestly, though, I I think that is very realistic. Yo. you know, I remember, I, I remember it was a couple. I've I've seen quite a few, and and heard quite a few, you know, war stories, and it, it's not, a lot of it's online. Doc- yeah, but the documentaries don't really show. Most I, I've of them seen, don't. I've seen some Vietnam ones where you yeah. see some brutal shit, yeah. but I've I've never really seen. World War Two stuff, but yeah, I mean, there are they exist. It's, I mean, don't go looking for it, obviously, because war is terrible. But this movie does a, a better job at other m- war movies, I think. 
I only, in that aspect, you know? Yeah. I only, I only ever recommend watching or looking at that stuff. If you, if you want to, if you want to really wake up to how war is, I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, you could, yeah, you could ask some people who have served in the last like 20 years, what, it, you know, what it's like, you know, over in Afghanistan and, and stuff like that, where it's, it's, it's obviously brutal. And, uh, but it's, I think in some cases it was, it's like a different type of warfare than, I mean, Vietnam was a different type of warfare than world war one and two was too, <laughs> yeah. though. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's all brutal. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. brutal it, it is. And you know, then there's the, but I, I like how Don, he sets the whole thing straight. He's like enough. He like slams his like knife down on the table and it's just like cut, cut it, cut it out enough. Nope. War daddy's here. Y'all, y'all cut it out. Shut up. Yeah, just shut your mouths. And 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 he was, I think, uh, I think it was Grady who was like, "Oh, really? Okay, okay." Yeah. And then um, Gordo's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drunk." Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like this very slight line of of humor, if that. But and, yeah, and then thankfully they, an officer breaks the silence with, "Hey, you got a mission. Got to go." Yeah. And honestly, that's where it's a very, this is like another, I I love this moment, even though it's, it's just crushing because crushing it. German artillery strikes the town, hits the building. They were literally just in like to think that could have been that whole squad wiped out, but they like, because of that mission coming in, it saved their whole life or all their lives. But meanwhile, Emma and and uh, Irma, they both die, and then that's when Norman's like running back, like Emma, Emma, and he, you could see her dead body in just the rubble. Yep. And Grady's just like fighting him, but like he's also kind him back. of consoling him too. Being like, he, he's like, "This is war." Wake yeah, he up! Goes, so you feel it? You feel it? It's called war. Yeah. You feel it? And I'm just like, I went back and I watched that moment a couple times because I'm like. It almost got me so enveloped to just like, again, breaking these barriers down of how people who have never seen this have to come. They got to wake up. Had, got, it's like he had to come to terms. And that that was the breaking point for Norman. Because yeah. after that, for the rest of the movie, he's like, F- you Nazis, F- you Nazis. And it's like, and, and honestly, that to me, again, where I said I would probably be more like, mostly like, Boyd, if I were in war, but I feel like I would also be a little bit like Norman. We're like, once I hit that point, it's like you're you're you almost become like a like it's like you get this like to to be like this um like scruffed up veteran, you know. We're like, now I've seen, I've been there, I've been in the trenches. You've got no time to be weak. Yeah, you know, you you can't hesitate. Because it's like, oh, what if you hesitated in in that in that building? You're dead from yep. an artillery strike. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's very very interesting. Just to, just the way like David Ayer directed that whole sequence. Honestly, I, I love that whole part. Um, but yeah, like I wrote, I kind of wrote it down here. Like he feels like the sting of of close death. Another thing I thought about too was, I wonder if Emma was his uh, his first. You know, there's a part of it that makes you think that because of how they're acting after. But yeah. I mean, that's just that's everybody after they have sex. No, um, true, but it's like you know. But when he was leaving, he yeah. was he was asking if you know, hey, do you have a pen? I'll write you. And then Grady was like, oh, oh there's more of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's and you know, again, like they just have to they have to do what they've got to do. You know, and it's like there's a part where where Grady says what happens happens and whatever happens and that's happened and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like that's just how it is in war. Um, But the other part that I loved just cinematography wise is when they've got across that huge field. Yep. And there's like the German, you know, tanks that are just chilling camouflaged yeah they've got the tree line they got the anti-tank guns and we got some trenches dug up yep 
That was a cool scene because the tanks are clearing away, obviously, because everyone's pinned. Yep. And then all the soldiers just start to kind of fall in line. Yeah, you got you uh, got four it's like four tanks in a row from the U.S. and then you've got a bunch of troops that are hiding, literally yeah. using for cover. Because like, I, I love just the way like it would zip past it, and then you've got Don saying like, "No, that's a," I forgot what he called it, uh, what kind of tank it or what kind of shot it was. He was like, "Nope." Yeah, they've still got, you know, so they're still firing at us. You can just tell by the way the gun sounds, right? And oh, man. Whenever they would zoom past the tank, you would hear it. Dude, that was cool. That was it, wicked. It, well, I like the way they also, it was also just sort of visualized. With, like, it was going so fast. It almost had this, like, green hue to it, you know? And, um, but uh, I don't know if that was just like, like a... It makes you think because uh, whenever Gordo was explaining to Norman, got it finally... Yes, you, you know how to work the gun. He's like, "Hey, every fifth one is a tracer, so you can see where you're shooting at." Yeah, and it's like, "Huh?" So that's what that, I, I'm pretty sure that's the same thing with like that they were implying where it's like a green tracer round. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like you've got the the, the little trenches, and like I think um they they get close, and and Norman's just like just like right like point blank. And then they they run over a couple of people. They like, keep going, run them over. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I ain't stopping. Nazis. We're, we're on a mission, baby. You know, and uh, but they lost. They lost from the tanks, unfortunately. But he, um, and then again, like Norm has another breaking point when the 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 Nazi soldier, um, like gets out of like the hatch. And he, that's when he was like, just like yelling, like uh, yelling at him and just just gunned him straight from the hatch, which yep. was awesome. Um, and, and it's like, yo, they're in the clear seemingly, but it all goes to hell when they hit a mine. Oh yeah. They got to secure some, uh, what a crossroad. Yeah. Well, like, and this is something again, where, it obviously deters them from their mission and it obviously sets up an amazing battle <sighs> battle versus an SS battalion. Jesus man. You know, where again, you've got, as Norman says, you've got two to 300 SS, SS you know, troops with some trucks, no, no tanks, thankfully, but they've got guns. As we find out later on, you know, they've got some snipers, they've got some, you know, LMGs and they're, they're loaded. It's oh, a yeah. it's a damn battalion. Oh yeah. So I mean, they're obviously geared out. Well, earlier in the movie too, in that scene where they're at the camp, and uh, Don interrupts the prisoner who's going to be interrogated. Yeah. He, um, I remember. I think he. I think it was that scene. He turns to Norman and he's like, "If you ever see an SS officer, you kill him." Yes. They're they're a hundred times worse. Yeah, I think it's in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in the very, in the beginning, and then it gets to the point where it's like a whole squadron of them are coming. Yep, and they're like, "We gotta go," and he's like, "All right, go." Yeah, I'll and, be here. And so that's that's one of those things where, you know, he Don makes the the vow to make a stand, and he's like, "I, I get it. You guys don't have to stay." Well, but, yeah, um, but this I'm is saying, home. This is yeah, exactly. This this scene bangs on fury, as it's written on the on the on the can, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "This is home." And again, that sort of resonates with the entire you know crew, and so they're like, "We're going to stay." You know, which it's like it also shows the camaraderie because, you know, and I, it's so interesting to think like, and I I wrote this down for as a question because I I thought about it myself and kind of wondering what you would think, but even you know our our listeners out there, you know what would what would they do where you know would you have stayed to make this sort of stand knowing that it might be your final moments here on earth or would you live to fight another day but if my squad was lined up and and we're like we're going to stay I'm like all right cool we're staying then you know cuz it's cuz it, it is interesting where you think we're we're nearing, you know, we could be nearing the end of the war. You know, like it might not be that much longer. 
right? It's night. And obviously, I mean, we know this after, you know, now, but to be, you know, in April 1945, you don't really know how many more months or potential years that this war could go on. It could go on for another year or two or three or four or five. Like you don't know that in that moment itself. So you just know that it's closed because you are in Germany. Right. We're, we're, we're in their homeland now. We know we've pushed them back as far as possible. It's almost done. So, you know, I think for, for the sake of like, I don't know, part of me understands that it, it could be an important crossroad, but because what if you stop this squadron, right? Then you, then you help whoever they might be going to, Yep. you know, but I also thought, what if you get to where they were going to first and then you give them fair warning and you basically, Hey, let's say, listen, you know, our tank broke down. We, we got here as quick as we could, but they're literally right behind us, you know? Yeah. And, and so it's like, then you might have more backup and then your whole squad might make it out alive. So it's, it's really hard because I get it. I thought about that too. And I'm like, if my whole, my whole team's here and we're ready to go and we're amped up, like we can do this. Dude, think about hell divers. Yeah. I'm not going to leave you guys there. No, that's what I'm if, saying. If we're dying, we're dying together. But listen, we extract <laughs> because we want to get the hell out of there. We want to we kill some more bugs oh, and automatons when we can, you know? Exactly. Uh, also, check out Hell Divers too. It's an amazing game. Great game. If you're dude, game. So fun. So fun. So fun. But yeah, like it, it's super, it's just super stressful to, to think about because I would love to, it's like, we can do this because that, that's almost what, you know, you are led to believe when you, as you're watching this movie, like, cause they start, you know, they've got, they've got an ambush plan. They start, you know, wiping them out. I mean, to the point where that, where that, you know, their, their stupid SS officer has to give them a pep talk to, tr- to finally overcome them because you know, he says they're running low on ammunition, which we know is true. Yep. Cause they're all, all out of everything, but they're there again. It, it at that point you're like oh man it is a matter of time because you know if they think we're, we've got two to three hundred people even if the fury squad wiped out half of them okay you're still looking at a hundred 150 tro- you know troops ss soldiers that are there versus you know the you know the what the five of you yeah that's that's insane odds i mean it, it is a little bit 300 esque where you're just that outnumbered and you're going to try and wither them down as much as possible. And they, and they certainly do. And it, you know, it did have this sort of uh saving private Ryan vibe yep. where it's like, we got to hold this bridge. You know, it's super pivotal that we hold this bridge, you know, we got to do whatever it takes, hmm. you know, and then once backups here, backups here, you know, and, and again, it's, it's interesting in the very end, but as, they make their final stand. We start to see them all all die off, which that's when. But not for a minute. I mean, they hold their own for a minute no, until that do. first RPG shot. And you see it kind of set up. You're like, oh damn, this guy comes up to the side with Grady, R- yep. R- RPG, and it just it just hits Grady. And obviously, Boyd's like heartbroken at that point. Um, I think and... who was next to go was Gordo was next. Uh yes, Gordo got Gordo. Gordo dies next, and then and then it was Boyd. Boyd. Boyd gets shot in the face, dude. Yeah, he's just trying to give some more. He pops up just for a quick second. Yep. He take. Yep. Oh, that it's was. Just, I was like, no. That was crushing because because he he jumped out of the tank earlier and fought some Nazis in the in the mud. Yeah. Killed a few. Took yep. some ammo and then jumped back in the tank. So it's like uh, this man can do anything. Yeah, I mean, it, that's sort of one of those moments where you're like, it was very smart to do that, but also, I mean, obviously insanely risky too. And I mean, it's, it's like, hey, man, we need more ammo. We're, you, you know, in the back of everyone's mind, like we can only do this for a finite amount of time until A, hopefully we get some sort of backup. B, they retreat, we all die or, you know, they, we kill them all, which is not going to happen and, and doesn't happen. They came close. Well, yeah. And, and obviously the, the the crazy part, too, is when Don gets sniped 
Three times, bro. In the chest. Guy, guy, guy went out Boromir style. Three. I'm going to get got. Shot. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and he's like, you know, they're, you know, I mean, you know, the hatches. Yeah. And then the, they drop, uh, was it two flash, flashbangs or whatever in there? And he knows what's coming. <laughs> those were, those were grenades. Those weren't flashbangs. Well, he didn't blow him up. I thought those were flashbangs because he, he just looked, he looked like he got shot up more. No. I don't sure? think so. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I just know, well, before that slightly, Norman's like, I, I want to surrender. Maybe he's they like, were, don't. Yeah, I mean. He's like, don't. Cause oh, yeah, yeah. They were, they were, I think they were grenades. They were. It was the long yeah, sticks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Germans uh, used. Yeah, yeah Norman's like, I want to surrender. He's like, I'm scared. He's like, don't because they're going to hurt you a lot worse and they're going to kill you a lot worse. Yeah, he, and then he's like, "Go he, to the hatch, yada yada yada." Like, "I'll skin you alive." Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's what the, the German soldier says. But then Brad Pitt said, uh, or, yeah, Daddy, or Don says it back to them in German, like, "You know, send me some more pigs for me to slaughter, or something like that." <laughs> great, great, great smack talk. I'm well, them. Yeah, it's, it's funny too because as he's telling him to like, "Hey, like, find the hatch and just like hide down there." Someone opens the hatch and he just goes. Bam, bam, shoots him in the face real quick. Yeah. And then Cassie goes back to his conversation. Yeah. I mean, and and he knows, like, it's, I mean, obviously he's on his final breath too, but he's like, maybe Norman has a chance to live. And so obviously he escapes to the bottom of the hatch and you hear this muffled, like, it's like, well, that was it. And then, he, and then he buries himself. Under Which the was dirt. really smart to do. Very smart. And the, the only thing that, wasn't smart and obviously like how you know how can you do it quietly and and safely without bringing too much attention to you um because obviously he didn't really dig himself that deep because then you've got this you know young uh ss soldier that decided to have some sort of smart brain and have a little click light and shines it underneath the tank and sees norman and Norman's just like slowly raises his hands up like and he's shaking and he like he like shakes his head like like no like please and it's i think that's one of the most important moments too yeah for for the film because it's like despite everything that Norman has had to go through seemingly against his will he gets spared in the end Mm-hmm. you know and and i i don't know if it was a sense of like you know it's like because i'm i'm thinking like what the hell is this german soldier thinking it's humanity yeah, right that's all and, it is. and that's that's what i'm saying like there's even in the moment like because i feel like again for norman norman didn't want to kill those those not those soldiers right he didn't even want to ha- have to deal with the the two the two women either nope but it's just when we've got humans that are they lose the sight of humanity because you know we're fighting a war and everyone needs to be killed and stuff like that and it's just like man you know he he doesn't have a gun he's obviously they've obviously destroyed everything in 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 this little area the tanks done for everyone else has been killed like if he sees that and thinks this kid this u.s kid might be the same age as i am like looks like one of my tr- fellow troops, yeah, you know, fellow comrades or whatever, and just decides to let him go. And it's like, phew, literally, literally a crazy moment because then he decides to crawl back in the tank and just wait there. Where? But he wake, he, when he wakes up like the next morning. Yep, some yanks. You're a hero. Yeah. Well, and, and then honestly... One of, well, it's definitely one of those cool cinematic shots that's in this movie, but I think one of my favorite shots is, you know, we zoom out from the bird's eye. At the end there? At the end. Yeah. And we see the tank, but we see the mountains of, of not bodies. only dead bodies all around this tank, but also the mountains of ammo that was left over from this tank putting up this last stand. I mean, the entire town that they were in. Mind you, it was maybe like three or four buildings, a little tiny yeah, place. I mean, just destroyed by this tank and everything. It so at the end, you know, Gordon 
Norman. Norman, dude. Uh, Norman, the machine. Um, you know, he's he gets this, you know, he's looking at, at the tank as he drives away because, like, that was, you know, the last stand, and it's just there now. Um, and I don't know, it was it was really cool to see that. And you really get into perspective. Holy like, they actually f***ed up a lot of guys. Well, yeah, and, I, and the other, you know, interesting thing, too, is um, <laughs> he's done with the war, you know? Yep. You're, you're a hero. You were only in it for a little over eight weeks. Nice uh, relief pitcher there. Yeah, and, I mean, taking one in the, in the ambulance and going back to the States, baby. <sighs> Wild. Yeah, it, it's just a crazy, crazy thing to think about, you know, and honestly, like, I, I, I think just for the sake of humanity, it, it, you know, hopefully we actually never see another war like that. Cause it's like, let's hope not. You know, what, what did, um, you know, Einstein say he doesn't know what, what world war three would, would consist of, but the following world war will be fought with like sticks and stones, Yep. you know, cause hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully we're, you know, humankind is smarter than that, but, um, there was interesting, some interesting stuff like uh, that they've kind of just put out there with, um, you know, actors having to, uh, you know, David Iyer required them to undergo months of preparation. Yeah, they, they did a, a boot camp run by the Navy SEALs. <sighs> yeah, Brutal. which again, like to make them feel a little bit like this is sort of what it's like. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna feel the coldness, the tiredness, the dankness. Oh, God, this sounds awful. Oh man. yeah, no. I mean, it made money, so <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's like yeah, you're doing it for a paycheck, I guess. But a big one too. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, some interesting stuff too, I'd say, as far as like the history goes. Um, shot in the UK because of the availability of World War II era tanks, which is awesome. Uh, love the authenticness that were um, uh, used in this. And, um, you know, there are obviously some working uh, M4 Sherman tanks, such as the Fury. So that was super awesome to uh, to see, like, just the, you know, some attention to, to detail. And a couple of things that just says, as far as, like, obviously it being fictional, there's a... A depiction of Commander War Daddy, um, who parallels the experience of, of other Allied tankers. Huh. Yeah, it says uh, Staff Sergeant Lafayette G. War Daddy Pool, who landed just after D Day and destroyed 250. What badass name, by the way. That's a long name, but well, obviously, when you add the Star Sergeant, but. Um, the what? The Staff Sergeant. What did, what did I say? I don't even know what you said the first time. <laughs> I don't either. Because I'm reading on and I'm just thinking about it too. But um, <laughs> no, he's, He destroyed 258 enemy vehicles before his tank was knocked out of Germany in late 1944. 258 enemy vehicles. Wow. This dude is a... Why is he not a legend? I mean, he probably is in war, but holy crap. He needs man. more recognition. Wow. And a small number of Sherman tanks to survive from, from landing at D-Day to the end of the war, such as bomb, a Sherman tank that landed at D-Day and survived into the bitter fighting in Germany's in, uh, fighting in Germany at the world war's end. Um, one of two Canadian Sherman tanks to survive the fighting from D-Day to VE day. Interesting. There's some similarities from the plot of the battle of, I'm going to probably botch this saying, but Krailsheim fought in Germany in 1945. Huh. The last stand of the crew of the disabled fury appears to be based on the anecdote from death traps. Interesting. That's cool. That's awesome. No, I love stuff like that. Cause like, I mean, I think even though there is probably some sort of accurate portrayal of, of the history there. And again, I think that's one of those things where like, if you ever know someone that's been in war and like, Hey, is this, did this happen? You know, like realistic? Like, is this realistic? Yeah. Well, I mean, like think about like Black Hawk Down as an example. Oh. You know, another fantastic movie, stacked cast, awesome, absolutely stacked. 
but you know that's something that's more modernized where you could ask people that are living like hey is it is this movie portrayal like really like that like to someone who's been over there sort of thing but um yeah phenomenal movie overall what would um what would you what would you give it on your scale rating mm, well let me first say as far as the box office goes the budget was somewhere between 68 and 80 million and had a box office run of 211.8 million nice so uh, definitely made its money back especially for a i believe this is rated r it definitely was <laughs> um pardon my slight <laughs> ignorance there oh my lord definitely oh man ratings wise um i'd probably i'd probably get like an uh man except i don't want to compare it to other other or stories or or movies, but I'd probably give it like a solid, solid like maybe like a solid like ninety. Okay, eighty-eight. Interesting. What about you? Eighty-eight uh, is too low. That's crazy. Well, I, that's probably my my lowest. I give it. I'd be fine with like a nine out of ten. You know, ninety percent. I would go with like a ninety-one, ninety-two. Yeah. yeah you know it's just great movie yes brutal you know it's not as good like, cinematography good yeah, dialogue man, good. Good, good music too yeah, good shots good good effects you know and that pit well yeah and then the cast and the acting man like just there's really not a lot to complain about it's just sort of you know i, I you'd really have to I'd, I'd have to go into more nitpicking and we don't have the time for that to say why it didn't get a higher rating than it already is as a, I think a pretty high rating for the both of us, but oh yeah, definitely a um, fantastic movie <clears throat> to watch. Yeah, for sure. Not with the family, but you know, watch it. No, yeah. Don't have kids around. That's for sure. That's all, all I can say, you know, and I know some people might be a bit squeamish with stuff. You know, the only part that really made me not that I'm squeamish, but there are like, you know, like the overly excessive gory movies that, like horror movies I can't do oh, those yeah, no. you know and so sometimes I you know I'll do a quick ooh uh, I only did it once whenever the guy's cleaning and sees the paper sheet of the guy's face I was like oh shit man what and then he jumps out of the tank throws up I'm like that's me dude that is me oh yeah no I'm I'm, oh, I'm, was... I'm definitely throwing up at that point too oh gosh definitely throwing up at and that and then there point. was the one scene uh, where the the three tanks are fighting against the uh, the German tiger. Yeah. yeah. And the the first one Dude. gets ripped apart with the mortar round. Dude, that 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 little circle about that when, was tense. That was intense. I'm like, holy shit, this tank fight is crazy. That's so and it, I'm sure like looking at it it probably looked so slow, but just to think like one one direct shot from this German tank and, you're done. and you're done for. They almost got shot though. Yeah. You know, well, they they got some shit off the yeah. sides of their tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they almost but, got draw. They they didn't get direct hit, but but wow, great. And, and it and it took what three shots? Is it three shots to take down that tank? I would say like three or four to stop. I think it, it, was, it, it I think took it was three. There was well, I remember because then because then it stopped for sure. One landing, and then they shot it in the back, and he's like, one more. Yeah, I want to say it was three. And so then, maybe three, yeah. And, and the stopped, third one. And then, the, and then they, they, and hopped then like, out. they hopped out and just got mowed down. Like some grass. I, mean, I think Norman. I think Norman. I forget if Norman killed him or not. Probably. Norman did. Go machine. Yeah. Like Chris and the machine. <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't seen this movie and you listen to this whole podcast episode, then. Um, Check it out. It's on need, Netflix. You need to go see it. Yeah. Yep. I think it's on Netflix and, you know, but. If it's not there by the time you're listening to this, then check other streaming platforms or, or rent it on. It's worth a rent. Whatever you want. Yeah, it's good for, sure. for movie night. Yeah, you know, for sure. Or um, maybe you'll find it on like a five dollar Tuesday or seven dollar Tuesday on uh, like iTunes mm-hmm. from, from Fan- Apple. Dango, not Fandango. What's the other one? Don't uh, tell me. It's blue. Blue. 
Blue. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Uh, there are other places out there where you sh- starts with a, a V. Voodoo. No. Voodoo. Voodoo. Yes, Voodoo. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Check Voodoo. Check Voodoo and iTunes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. My older brother Jacus, he'll uh, he'll always peruse. I've did. Buying buying Shin Godzilla for five bucks was amazing, dude. When Shin Godzilla rips apart that city with his breath, we'll get to that movie at some point. Great movie, but that's all I got. Yep, same here. So, uh, again, we appreciate you listening to this episode, sharing. Check us out on Twitter again, or X, or YouTube, and um, we'll catch you on a couple awesome episodes that are upcoming. Uh, we may have a guest or two in the near future, so just. Uh, Stick around for that. Stick around. Dude, Predator. <laughs> Great movie. Hey, go watch the very first, or go listen to the very first. And then watch episode. Predator, just because. And then go watch Predator. because It's, it's a quick amazing. movie. It's and literally in, one like. One of the best action films just ever in, made. Yeah, gosh. Also, R.I.P. Carl, Carl Weathers. Bet. Dylan, you son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, all right, but yeah, that'll do it here for... Um, myself and Austin. That's it. So that'll do it for the both of us here on the plot.